0: Hello, Ibs, and Old, and welcome back to a very special episode of Gateway to the Anniverse, where, for the first time in almost two years, Will and I are actually physically in the same room. Listen to this. Look. Yeah, there we go. That's Let's not see. the sound of our arse cheeks <laughs> slapping <it, so laughs> each sure. other. No, that is a real high five. Um, yeah, we're back in the same room for the first time in two years. Sam has come back to the UK because oh, he's learned the error of his ways. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I couldn't miss out on all of the grey skies and... Uh, Casual racism. Yeah, of course, of course. No, Sam is just visiting on holiday, um, so we thought we'd do a couple of episodes just to keep the show going. and uh, even though missed, missed a week. Even though we week, shut up. Um, <laughs> but it gives us a chance to also do it in person. Um, yeah, which is that. a nice change of strange experience, but yeah. I think something that's going to be interesting to get into and we'll probably miss it lots when it's back to being... Yeah, and we have no story. idea how the audio quality is going to be, guys, so if it's uh, a, a bit off... We apologise, but uh, we're doing this in uh, different circumstances. Yes. Uh, It's a bit impromptu. uh, Yeah, impromptu. But we hope you enjoy what we've got uh, for you today as we talk a bit about Mm -hmm. Japan. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do something a bit different. Like Sam said, we're not going to talk about anime strictly, although it may come up. Probably not. Um, I'll try. I'll do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to actually reflect on one of the reasons why uh, we started this podcast. It was... Mm -hmm. To keep in contact and we're going to talk about Sam's experience of moving to Japan. Uh, We're going to also think about some of the misconceptions and things around what people think about Japan. Maybe some um, overrated things and some underrated things and just kind of ramble a bit. Ramble a bit and get... Sam's perspective on what it's really be like in Japan. Mm. I think that's going to be the key here. Yeah, what, the what, truth what, of the, Japan. The truth of Japan, what you, what you don't see in anime. The other side of the coin, the, the real <laughs> 3D side of the coin. Exactly. So, uh, should we get into it? Let's dive in. All right. <laughs> So um, my first thing is to talk about that I want us to talk about is uh, general misconceptions about Japan and what what okay. people's opinions are of Japan. What do people think? You say Japan. Mm-hmm. What does your average person on the streets of London, England, you know, your UK citizen, mm-hmm. what do they think when they think of Japan? What do you think that they think? What do I think they think? I think um, from when I've talked to other people. I think the most, uh, the biggest thing that always comes up is how weird and wacky Japan mm. is. That oh, have you seen they've got a cafe that has robot dinosaurs in it? Right. Or, uh, look, there's people in strange costumes and they've got masks on and they do strange dances and ceremonies. And mm. the food. Look, you can eat a live octopus. Yeah. Can you eat a live o- octopus? You, um, some places, yeah. Mm. It's not quite alive. It's more that it's uh, not it's dead. So. <laughs> Well, it's been killed fairly recently, <laughs> so it's got, like, muscles that keep twitching. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. But, yeah, um, so I think it's that weird and wackiness. is probably the biggest one that comes across. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's usually uh, how modern everything is and how all the cities look like this, these places out of Blade Runner, really futuristic. and uh, Yeah. The, the trains, they levitate and they fly across the rails. They don't even touch the ground and... Yeah, very that it's, futuristic. Yeah, yeah. that is futuristic. Yeah. Um, so, you obviously you your first time in Japan wasn't when you moved there. Obviously, no. I went on holiday there in 2019. Have you only been totally you moved months, there once before? Only once. Yeah, it was. A, I went there for two weeks with my friend. We backpacked from Tokyo to Hiroshima and back again. So, so d- did you go into that quite what oh, like? Um, open-minded did you did you know a lot about japan already like i know we know that you've you you love the culture and you've sort of always been fascinated with it Mm -hmm. so does that mean that you'd already done loads of research have you sort of watched documentaries or, or like how do you get because these misconceptions or um what's the word stereotypes yeah that people have about japan don't come from nothing they are because of the media, because of the films or TV, yeah, TV or shows wh- whatever yeah. experience they have. And you will have had those same experiences growing up. Yeah. So did you have those same stereo- stereotypes, those same misconceptions when you went? Um, I definitely had them as I grew up. Um, yeah. They are, like You'd see the episode, say, like The Simpsons, where they go to Japan and it's all about the TV show because they cause seizures. Oh, yes, the robot that... Wow, mecha anime, isn't mecha it? Mecha anime yeah. all over, yeah. yeah. And then the, there's all the... Godzilla. godzilla stomping around the background and yes all this other stuff um and so wait there is not there isn't a godzilla stomping around throughout japan uh, if i if i told you i'd have to kill <laughs> okay, they <right, okay>, of okay. <laughs> the people he, <laughs> we need to preserve his identity yeah um for general population i think most of the exposure to japan comes from uh knowing about the like the electronics that get shipped over because they're a big exporter yeah. of um electronic gear and cars especially I know yeah, know cars. John, motorbikes? Is that Japan? Or yeah, Mitsubi, uh Hyundai, is it? The, Kawasaki, is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and things like that. Yeah. So a lot of it comes from those aspects of those companies, those products that uh, come out. But also, it is the stuff like The Simpsons and it is stuff like documentaries. Mm-hmm. Now, all the documentaries on Japan focus on two things. It's either the wacky side or it's focusing on the traditional side. On like yeah. how respectful everything is and all these wonderful tea ceremonies that they have. and The, the really enriching culture of art and uh, decadent um, or stuff. Or it's Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. Oh, it's Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai playing a Welshman, actually. So the samurai was actually uh, from Wales. So. Well, there you go. The more, the more but it was in Japan, right? It was in Japan, yes. And he learns a bit of Japanese. It's really funny hearing him speak. Japanese. I love that film. Though. It's so good. Do you actually like it? Yeah, it yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you never. You know what? That's, this is the thing, though. Like, you don't know what's stereotypical and just done for cliche, and mm. it's like, oh, that's not really. It was never really like that. That's very just. I don't know, uh, mythological or whatever, mm. and versus what actual historical Japan was like, and and things like that. And yeah, and, and I'm not saying that that film needs to be factual. and I'm not saying that it needs to be, but yeah those are the kind of pieces of media that I grew up watching that I'm sort of like, and that's where you that's, get the that, stereotypes. That, that, that's where right? you get the stereotypes. That's where you get your sense of Japan. Mm. And that film, I think does a really good job of actually showing off what it was like at the time. Obviously it's a bit, look, the big strong white man comes to save the day. Oh yeah. There <laughs> is that. It is very critical of the Japanese concept of, um, respect and honor, especially because mm. it, he sees a soldier right at the start. Um, kill himself because he's failed in the battle. Yeah. And the film is very critical of that style of thinking, whereas it's such an ingrained part of the Japanese psyche. um, That that often gets explored as well in uh, the documentaries and stuff. But those films, usually, that's probably an outlier in terms of it being quite accurate. All right. A lot of other films, if a Japanese person or Japanese culture is used, it's usually used for the rule of cool. So somebody pulls out a katana, for some reason, yeah, and just starts like going mental. Yeah. the Japanese guy arrives and he's trained in fifty forms of martial arts. Okay, and yeah, that's what he's going to do. For yeah, the just whole some. Film. He's like just a the martial then, artist. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to be any of deep cut into it. That's that, well, well, that yes. helps this so you moved, to build those. What was Enter the Dragon? There is, I think, that Japan or is that? I, I, th- I, think, uh, yeah. I think that's unusual. It's that you last seen that because I don't Hong Kong. Yeah, like, I don't know. I I guess you do see that a lot. I did watch so so similar similar to elders. elders. Yes, um, I mean, really you mentioned this me before. in particular, with elders, um, <laughs> it seems to be like it's just they're like the it's top just, of the pecking order. Yeah, and the, age equals respect a lot of the time. Yeah, that's so weird. Very strange. Um, I was chatting to uh, somebody yesterday actually, who's a mechanic. Yes, and they were saying how um, if the elderly boss, who isn't really very good, tells them to screw something on the wrong way, all the young guys will do it their way until he comes, yeah until he comes and corrects them, even if they know that it's the wrong way, because the elder mechanic told them oh, to do oh that so way. they right so the, when you say their way, the elder's way, the yeah. elder's way, yeah, so they'll do it the elder's way, until, Wow, so they'll do it wrong, yeah, because that's, that's what, what they were told to do, yeah, right. then you follow you follow the instructions of the person who right, so i mean it, there's a big glaring issue with that in that it doesn't rely on competence. It doesn't rely on skill. Mm. It just relies on age. Yeah. So how does that work in terms of like successful businesses, you know, entrepreneurs, people who well, not necessarily entrepreneurs, that's because they have, they, they form their own sort of path and things. But if you're working for a company business, is it just the case that young people never get, you own, you only get the senior positions based on age? It's not quite that. Um, talent does come through and so the people who are in those high positions of power often are um, skilled at what they do okay. it's just that when they were at their peak that might have been 20 years ago <laughs> and so, they, so they're still there they're still there they kind of and they're still operating in the same way that they did 20 years ago because that's what worked that's what got them where they need to be yeah and if it ain't broke don't fix it but that doesn't translate very well into kind of the... Pardon me. That doesn't always translate so well into um, an ever-evolving market. So okay. you see with the technological industries, often mm. the staff there is, again, an outlier, which is that the young guys will come up and the those who are making the big decisions at the top will be able to roll with the punches of the times and be able to adapt. Yeah. Um, A bit more forward-thinking. Yeah, Yeah. But it's not it's still dug in there that this elderly way of thinking, the people who rose up earlier hang around for as long as they can. So back in, um, I can't remember if it was the 70s or 80s, but the top earning companies in the entire world, eight out of 10 of those were Japanese. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, um, only like 40 years later, we're seeing that in those top 10, there's maybe only one or two Japanese companies. Okay. It's now the younger American companies that are rolling their staff over, and yeah, okay. I mean, that's that's a very key statistic. Is it that accurate, really? When you think, I mean, the top ten companies in the world. Yeah. If you, how many did you say before? So it was eight out of ten. Of- yeah. I mean, that is that is a huge percentage. Mm-hmm. But like, are we saying that they? dropped off completely apart from these one or two or are they now just in the top 20 rather than the top 10 I couldn't tell you how how far they've fallen Okay, but it's the fact that they they have they, they, they had a dominance yeah that, the, 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 I mean the 8 it. out of 10 is kind of a landslide isn't it it's Absolutely. sort of like we, we, we've got the majority of these top positions and that also presumes I guess they will have plenty in the top 20 30 100 yeah. that just continue to dominate yeah but it's that idea that as those people who were successful back in the 80s mm. were just kept going the same way yeah and haven't evolved haven't evolved and that's why they're falling back and now these younger companies that are more able to read the room mm. and change how they do things yeah yeah. I mean I guess you, you see it sometimes with big companies and it's, it's that concept of you've you worked hard to get where you are so mm. then you're you you're, you're sort of either lay What's, what's the expression? Sit back on your laurels. Yeah, rest on your laurels. Rest on your laurels um, and do what you know works. Mm. And if... of driving. Yeah. Keep pushing. Yeah, but and again, it, com- it also comes down to competition. Um, mm. You know, America is very, I, I feel very highly competitive oh, yeah. in industries, in everything. In everything. <laughs> so they're always sort of it's not necessarily a good thing in a lot of ways because, mm. you know, there's a lot of corporate espionage <laughs> and all this sort of underhand yeah, stuff. A lot of monopolies happening. A well. lot of monopolies happening and but but the competition is there to keep people driving forward. Mm. And it's enough within its own country to do that. Mm. I guess the comparison to Japan is if they Dominated for this long, and they haven't. They don't feel the competition internally. Yeah, definitely because the, the respect for the elders, mm. because the competition is coming from overseas, and they're not having that necessarily. Yeah. And because they export a lot of the stuff, it's like, oh, they can be as successful as they want overseas mm. as long as we're making money selling our stuff to them. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that kind of ties into the the other misconception um, that a lot of people uh, we talked about at the start that futuristic. Um, yes. Misconception. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that um, because a lot of people look at Japan and you see those companies who are putting out the fancy tech and the big flash cars and whatnot. And then you expect that to be everywhere. Like yeah. every car should be amazing. Every um, road that you cross should have like a LED touch screen button to like make the light turn green. Yeah, But in reality, most companies still use fax machines to send yeah, messages that's crazy. to one another and to like for official documents like you can't get certain things without filling in a form faxing it having a guy sign it filling out another form i mean fax uh, fax machines are basically before our time yeah well, I, 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 no, i've really never used a fax one. machine well, working before i've never seen one actually functioning. yeah no no i haven't they I, I remember my parents printer had a fax machine built in and it was like this is the fax number and i'm like What's I don't. For? I don't need that. I don't know what it's for. Why would I want to? <laughs> I guess we were also at the age where we weren't using anything like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if we'd have, well, that put me people email and yeah, email yeah, We yeah, could attach Yeah, and like- I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's wild. Because mm. okay, talk talk more about that then. So okay, so with um, are there are there places in Japan that are futuristic and have. Really advanced, sort of what we what we think of when we think of futuristic cities and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like you go into Tokyo, yeah. and often, especially around the centre, like the Shibuya area mm. or around the government buildings, it, it definitely is decidedly more high tech because it's trying to appeal to. So, like- what do you mean high tech? Because you know, I can picture a futuristic sci-fi city, mm. but. I, 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 I always assume Tokyo was no different to sort of New York in just modern but not uh, I'm kind of metropolitan I, yeah. when I, I guess when I say high tech is maybe not the right word but it's very um, I guess aesthetically future-y. Okay, like it, the city's built specifically to um, be visually appealing whilst also um, practical to get around okay. so Japan's a very walkable country okay. you can kind of get anywhere so you can walk from A to B and the public transport system I guess is in terms of Technical level is yeah. the most impressive thing. Like you can hop a train anywhere; they run on time every five to seven minutes. Yeah, n- almost never late. Yeah, they do here too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have troubles getting on trains immediately after I landed. I know that's, that's so so ironic. I was like, oh come on. It's just like, okay, I'm back in the UK, what's the first thing that happens? Delays to the trains. Delays to the trains. Some the police come onto the train to escort to people. Get, off, to get drunk disorder. Drunk hooligans off, pins, off the train. Getting yeah, rid of them. Of whereas course. it would be shocking to see that in Japan. Yeah. It would be it would be news worthy. If somebody if like police had to break onto a train and take anybody off, it would yeah. be like unheard of. That basically yeah. um And why is that? Is is there just I mean, you've spoken about this before, so maybe this is a way of flipping it to, obviously it's very negative side to look at the UK in that regard. Mm. But the flip side is, is there such a, such a need to conform in Japan? Yeah. And that was something that I maybe, when I went in there thought, no, like again, when people on the street, you think of Japan, you see maybe like the Lolita fashion styles and you see the wild outlandish outfits and the, the crazy hair and the colors, and you think, wow, that's a lot of individual personality coming yeah, through. Yeah, 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 that's a very good point. Um, even within, like, I'm a big fan of anime. Yeah. So even within that, you see these, like, starkly designed characters that all stand out and have very decisive traits yeah, to them. So is. you think, you think, oh, individuality is being expressed everywhere. All over the place, no. no. And that was a big, kind of a shocking thing for me to experience, um, actually, out there, is how much everybody is just part of that mob mentality, almost, where it's mm. like... You don't, there's an expression there which is the, if the, the nail that stands above gets hammered gets back down. Back down yeah. And that's very true. Like you're on a bus, everybody's falling in line. Everyone's trying, feels like they're trying to cause as little discomfort to everybody else around them yeah. as possible. Because if you inconvenience somebody yeah. in the slightest way, <gasps> which, which is, is kind of weird when we always get, British people always get stereotyped as being polite and queuing and sort of doing things orderly and, you know, not talking to people in public. And then you go, well, I guess you go up north or you go to like Canada and there are other countries that are more outgoing and friendly. Mm -hmm. I guess there are some traits of the British population that are quite sort of, especially Southerners, potentially London, sort of, you know, you do you you follow, you queue up, you're polite you order your drink and you move (laughs) on you know, there's there is a bit of that what was quite strange like again having just landed back here um, every train ride that I was on somebody would speak to me in some form and it was it was usually polite and friendly and helpful Mm. so I um, I asked one guy oh this is the train to where I need to go Mm. and he said yeah Um, I I think it does three stops like whatever and then uh, my wallet was out of my pocket and he said oh just mate what's your wallet there yeah yeah yeah. and then like oh "Oh, thanks but I put it in my pocket like in Japan, it would be not like if you tried to ask somebody where the bus went through, they'd be very, very uncomfortable with you talking wow. to Wow. Um, I maybe that's just because I'm a foreigner as well. So yeah, there's that yeah, kind you, of you just look a bit edgy. Uh, yeah, I look a bit dodgy, don't I, at all times. Um, but then mm-hmm. um, also this guy that I spoke to on the train, he was he was quite happy to have a bit of a chat. Yeah, and He didn't. He seemed very relaxed about it, but when I've gone to people in the street and said, oh, could you tell me where the bus is or help me with this, if it's not somebody whose job it is to help you, yeah, then... Is that here? Uh, in, in Japan. In Japan. Then they're not going to want to talk to you. They're yeah. not going to want to stand out. They don't want to cause a scene. Um, unless they're very old, in which case they don't care. So, so they will speak their mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- I guess that's a bit of a, maybe a swap around. So a, a misunderstanding about the Do UK, you think... But, do you think then that this whole conformity and need to conform and you, you, you mentioned the, uh, the smiling thing before, the expressions, the way, the way they. ex the very large, um, expressions. And yeah. Where, when it's t- like to celebrate, there's lots of clapping and cheering. And then, um, if there's, if they're like in pain or if they're angry, it's a, one very big burst and then it's cut off. Yeah. Almost to be like, get everything out in that as yeah. short amount of time as possible this is what I'm feeling and then I then resell so it's not getting in, in the way do you think then that this is where the culture has these two sides is because of the need to express and the need to uh, seek that individuality elsewhere this is why the um, cosplaying and the anime community and anime in general mm. and um, all of the quirky sides of Japan come out because they're just people are just it's just springing out and people need these outlets these uh, these ways of expressing themselves and I think that's why the wackiness comes out so much yeah. it's like oh, it's it's exactly what you said it's they have to keep it in for so long mm. and then when they finally find something that they can channel it into they go all out with it mm. and they put a hundred percent of themselves into that hobby yeah and a lot of these stories if you see interviews with them and say, like, oh, why did you decide to become the greatest green-haired, Russian doll-looking cosplayer. <laughs> okay, um, sure, I know it well. They, very popular yeah. person. Um, they tend to start with the story of, oh, well, I was tired of just, like, the mundanity of, of my nine-to-five, or I was tired of um, being the same as everybody else at school. Mm. The stories, at least from my personal experience, have never don't really go, oh, I always knew I wanted to be the green-haired Russian doll cosplayer. Right. It's always... They get, they get to a point and then they discover the hobby and then they go on. It's never been something So is it, 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 it's almost like they, they latch on. Mm. It's like, I, I've gone this long, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I can't keep going mm. and then something comes into their life where it's like, this is cool and they throw themselves at it. It's like, yeah. right, this is me now. This is my identity. This is everything. Yeah. And I think that comes from the work culture of Japan. And mm. I think that's why when they find something alternate that they can do yeah the the, almost the cultural and social training that they go through at school in order to become this cog in a corporate machine to just churn out as many works as possible yeah that drive to just go 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 gets put into the outlandish hobbies do you think do you think that happens more in Japan than it does in the UK because we've always been criticised as having quite an archaic education system Mm. and quite a uh What's, what's that not um well I'm gonna say arcade, but basically training sh- students to you know conform to follow fo- to go through education go through the education system and then go into manufacturing and production like the education system was f- sort of the modern education system was the Victorian era and brought in through yeah. like um, the need for workers and and things so it was we teach these kids the basics of what they need to do, and then they go off and oh, do it, and we, they sort of, I don't know how much I buy into it, mm-hmm. you know, it's its a question, it's a sort of, I'm just throwing it out there, but there is the idea that, you know, individuality, creativity, entrepreneurship are sort of stomped out a little bit, and yes. it's, it's about just learning what you can, and going off and doing something. And making the country better. Helping the country from the country more money. Developing society, but yep. not, not doesn't necessarily. Matter how yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. If you think that's archaic, then the Japanese education system is much much worse. Okay. Um, there are rules about what but I, am, am I, am I, do, do, do there is that sort of stereotype with the UK? There basically. is definitely a stereotype with that for the UK. And there was, for the longest time it was always, Oh, you finish school, you go to uni, mm. you get a better job. Yeah. Whereas, um, but I think in, from the educa- educational system in general, there were more opportunities to express, like having art classes and having, um, yeah. drama classes and that being a big part of the curriculum up until you And extracurricular clubs and stuff, yeah. you know, like you, you have, you'd have, to have different subjects, but you'd also, your parents would take you to dance at the weekend or football yeah. or whatever. And, you, and the country, different outlets, you, is usually very big on pushing that kind of stuff. Whether yeah. it's a sports team or yeah. uh, anything else, there's always options for you as a kid to be able to go and play and yeah, to, yeah. to be more it's creative. Okay, yeah. Um, and they, it's usually a cheap option as well. So I'm going to jump ahead, jump in here because you also mentioned like when you go home to work from work, you mm-hmm. go home and you don't yes. necessarily like go to pubs. You don't go out for drinks. You sort of work is work, and then you just go home. Mm-hmm. Is, is that is that is am I remembering that right? You sort of said about the social aspect is a bit is very different. Social aspects for like regular yeah. Japanese workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So typically it's. You work until you're burnt out. Yeah. You don't leave until the boss leaves. Yeah. Even if he's staying overtime. Okay. Then you hop on the train, sleep a bit on the train, you get home, and then that's it. Yeah. Socialising with your workers is usually a scheduled event that happens maybe maybe once a week, maybe every Friday. Yeah. But you go out and you get absolutely blasted at an izakaya. Yeah. All together. Okay. And then you talk about and all you do then is you talk about work. Yeah, and then you go yeah. home, and okay. then you come back. So there is still a social aspect to it. There is a social aspect, but I guess too. it's still encouraging but- integration with the company, and yeah, and- it's, it's and you're with your boss the whole time. Yeah. And, you, and basically the workers have to do like they're buying the drinks for the boss, they're pouring drinks for the boss. If he says to keep drinking, they have to keep drinking. Mm. There's a pressure there to just again to conform mm. and to do what you're told, as as opposed to if we went out to the pub, we just have a couple of drinks and we chat. And, yeah take a mind off it and if i if i felt like i needed to go home you could go home Mm. there's not pressure to stay there but this is actually like for office jobs in japan there is a pressure there from your boss it's like if you don't attend then you're not a team player Mm. and that's going to make your life more difficult at work because you're going to get more difficult tasks and you're not going to get as much support and if you don't keep drinking and make a fool of yourself then again you're not playing as part of the team There are lots of young guys who end up joining these companies and getting absolutely annihilated and passing out on the train's home or passing out in the street and just getting very messy. I mean, not to be too blunt and um, one-minded, single-minded about it, but I mean, it sounds very much just like a, a very bullish way of working. It's just, Dominance, just a, a, a extortion, and just sort of quite emotional department. Yeah, uh, as well. Like w- workplace bullying is very real mm. and a, a big issue in Japan. Um, and it, unfortunately, in, a, in a, a bit of a somber link, right? That's why the country has one of the highest yeah. suicide rates in the world. Yeah, and that is that's a statistic. You know, that's yeah, that's you can't really you can't deny that, that no. it is there and it's it's unfortunate it's upsetting um but that's the reality of it is that because the society is built in a way to not let you express yourself and to not be creative or to just conform and be this cog to just work 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 for the sake of the of those above you and those older than you um it's for some people it is hard for them to find a reason to want to do that every day um And luckily, lots of people find outlets, they find their cosplay, they find their uh, model building clubs, they find a sports team that they really want to join. And I guess on the flip side, that is why Japan is such an individual and sort of unique place, because it's got all of these different outlets and stuff. Mm. But it comes from a bit of a harrowing place. Yeah. Um, um, I think if you picked any country apart, you would find that a lot of good things would come from the need. That's about That's things. fair. But in this example, it's just a bit, it's a bit clearer and it's yeah. still you can there just track it <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty like we can call the English education system quite archaic mm. but we can now look at that and say well there are there's uh, ways for people to go and do apprenticeships and things And yeah, and yeah. They, they it gives them a base level of skill that, yeah you know, they and can they go and do what they want it's evolving yeah and it's changing the, whereas looking at yeah, Japan there's very little change and any revolutionary changes are not okay so to sum up this not to sum up but to wrap up this episode mm. I just want to ask you how much of what we talked about today is a stereo is stereotypical. Mm-hmm. So we've we've spoken about a lot about how much pressure people are under in Japan. How work is you know really high pressured, um, always looking at. Oh, oh, is that consistent across Japan? Is that like is that in some ways a stereotype? A sort of so would would anyone listening or watching this think well actually that's not the case here or that's not the case in this sort of industry or in this place or in this sort of walk of life how do you think that's just like no this is how it is this is their culture this is what this is their way of life and there may be very tiny pockets but generally that's what it is what do you think people i'd say the majority of people i think would agree that that is kind of how it is on the ground floor Um, Mm. coming in as a a foreigner at least and that's what you notice the most like you see the especially comparing it to what you know exactly Um, in terms of conforming and not causing an issue and being polite and respectful Mm. yeah you see that even just on documentaries and stuff you can see just from like sped up views of Tokyo Station just how consistent all the lines are and the Mm. way that everything runs like clockwork Um, so I'd say that that's a very that is a day to day thing I would say the wackiness like we talked about hacking yeah, okay, yeah. I'd say maybe some of that is stereotypical mm. because it is such a small part of it a lot of Japan is very focused on the tradition uh, traditional values and um, again because of the conform- it all comes back to the conformity yeah. but because of that it's like those rare outliers are not really that frequent um, and so when you, you're making a documentary in Japan. You want it to be interesting, of course. You're going to go for the bizarre stuff. Yeah, so yeah I'd so say there that, tends to be more. It's a what's what's the word? It's an, uh, a a novelty, and yeah, but it's a, an an um, it's a unrealistic representation. It's it's yeah. an exaggerated representation mm-hmm. of what Japan's really like. Exactly, and that's what builds those stereotypes that we all think about when yeah. we think of the country. Um, well, okay, I think I think like that's a really nice end. I think those things the mm-hmm. Outlandish stuff. The wackiness of Japan is something we should talk about next, next yes. time. And uh, yeah, I think I think we should leave that there because that was a really nice sort of. We delved really into like the work and work ethic and Absolutely. conformity and things like that. So um, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely more to talk about. Yes, certainly. Well, we'll talk about that next time, I guess. Yeah. So right. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. Yeah, sure. watching. Listening, watch yeah, However, yeah, you're, however you're consuming, <laughs> uh, and um, if you enjoyed it, watch the next one. It'll be up soon, or it's already up. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. See you. Bye.